I particularly feared bringing a message this morning, um, but uh, and it's something that had been sort of percolating in me for a few weeks, um, but I still wondered about it when I arrived this morning, and several people came up and prayed for me beforehand, thank God, and uh, one of them was uh, Richard Longmire, and he he about preached half of what I was going to say in the prayer, and I said, thank you, Lord, and it just gave me a great sense of relief, and I pray that um, some of these things, if you find the Holy Spirit touching difficult things in your life, um, that it will be to his purpose, to his praise, to his honor, to his glory. I mean, my heart is that we be prepared for the coming of the Lord. And he's coming. I mean, he is coming. And in, is, isn't there a sense in the church that that his coming is imminent? And I know it's been imminent since the ascension, since the day of Pentecost. Uh, everything that needed to happen has happened, I believe. And, but... There is a sense in the body of Christ that is time. So uh, I'd like to title this uh, Jesus, Lord of my past, present, and future. That comes from Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, I believe that in your heart you desire all of your life, yourself, your heart to be submitted to Jesus so that he can live through you fully. I know that's a desire of my heart and I know I keep getting in the way. I keep putting up roadblocks. I keep, you know, uh, I'll keep him out of certain areas. I'll, I'll, I'll box him out. But it is my desire that he live through me fully and that those areas that that I've put up my guard, that I would let it down. He's knocking, and that I'm able to say, come in, even there, even there. Um, Jesus is Lord. He always has been, he is Lord, and he always will be. He is Lord over your was, your is, and your will be. And when you did not know him, he was still with you. When I didn't know him, he was still with me. In Ephesians chapter 1, and we'll, we'll be a little bit in Ephesians and a few other places, but I think if we would start here in Ephesians chapter 1, actually in Ephesians chapter 2, then we'll read in chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 2 and in verse 10 it says, for we are his workmanship. And he's talking to you, friends. He is, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So before we even knew him, he ordained that we should walk in, in the things that he would bring forth from our lives. There are things that he would bring forth from each of our lives, from each of you, that he would desire to bring forth 
in this world. And he before ordained, he before prepared for you to be able to bring forth these works. And he's calling on you to bring them forth. He will anoint that thing in your life. You know, on some of these missions that I went to in Africa, I remember in one particular place in Tanzania, and we had prayer afterwards, and there were people who just got in a line, and you pray for them, one person, next person. And I, I think the most of them were asking, I want to know what God would want me to do. You know, what, what has he called me to? And they were expecting me to tell them. <laughs> you know, I, I prayed for them. But, you know, if we just begin to walk in the Lord, if we would just start taking our steps, he will begin to bring forth that thing that he prepared us for. It's when we sit still and do nothing that, that nothing is brought forth. That wasn't in my message. Uh, you know, in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, According as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world. Hmm? That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose us in him before the foundation of the before the founding of the world, before creation. When he said, when God said, Let there be light, we were already in his heart and in his mind when he said that. I mean, when he was filling the earth with all the beautiful things that we see, you know, the plants, the things that we need to eat, the animals, the whales, the fish of the sea. He was preparing those things for you. You were in his mind already, completely. You were there in his heart, and he was preparing these things for you so that we could walk in him. Verse 5, having predestinated us unto adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. You were part of his, how, how do I say? He was preparing for us when he did all of these things. From the very beginning, he was making preparation for you to walk this earth and to walk in those works that he prepared for you. Is that a guarantee that you will? My answer is no, of course not. There's many who fail to walk out what God has prepared for them. Or many, you know, I'm talking to me right now, who've gotten a little bit older, who walk for a while and don't finish well. It's a, it's a sobering thing to read in the scriptures. So how are we to finish to the end? How are we to walk out those things that he has had for us? How are we to go along and not get stopped at that point that we've been stopping at, but go through and walk by the Spirit in the thing that he called us to? In Psalm 139, a beautiful psalm familiar to all of us, I'm sure. Mm. Psalm 139. Um. 
And in verse 14, I will praise thee. I will. I will praise thee. Glory to you, Lord. I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. It's talking about your conception, you know, when you were an embryo, when you were just being made, uh, is what it's talking about. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, or yet being uncompleted, unformed, unfulfilled, uh, and in thy book, all my members were written. Some have made the point that, that that was God marking, you know, making your DNA. All your members were written in a book. You know, all that code was written out. Who you are is, is what God has planned you to be. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there were none of them. All that was put together before we were made. We have been beautifully and powerfully, completely prepared for. And there's nothing left of what God needed to do for us to walk in the works he's prepared for us. Now it's our move. So, um, well, let's read on. Verse 17, how precious also... Are thy thoughts unto me, O God? How great is the sum of them? He's thinking of us all the time and has been. Long before we knew him, he was thinking of us. He was thinking of you. He was thinking of me when I did those things or when those things happened to me. You know, long before I knew him, he was thinking of me. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Hallelujah. So, you know, when I was 11 and uh, I was in school, sixth grade, and um, I don't know, sometime in the early afternoon, I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach, an awful feeling, and I rushed home, uh, which I normally didn't do. I normally went home with school friends we had a kind of a dysfunctional home and I liked going home with my school friends at any rate I rushed straight home and I walked into my parents bedroom my mom was there and she was laying in bed holding the phone like this and I tried to take the phone out of her hand but she was uh, cold and stiff she was dead she had uh, committed suicide and kind of shut down, put that thing in a, in, a, in a box. And I never really talked to anybody about it. I just went back to my room. I didn't even tell anybody. Waited for my dad to get home. And at that time, Jesus was with me. Okay? He was thinking thoughts of me. He was there, he was right there with me, but I didn't know him at all. I mean, I was raised, I especially didn't know him. I was raised in an atheist household. My parents were atheists. I knew nothing of him, and yet he was thinking of me, and yet he had prepared me 
to walk in him, which is so gloriously amazing. The same thing happened five months later. My father committed suicide. And I walled off these traumatic and unpleasant things among many other things in my life, just as you have in your life. And for years, I never spoke of these things. Um, There were things that I did that were, you know, shameful things that I had walled off. I became, I came unto to Christ, and I carried those things into my Christian walk, without ever presenting them to Him, without ever letting Jesus in. Although He was knocking, He wanted in. He wanted, He wanted to get into those places, but I would not open them. Okay. I think He's speaking to us. I had a sign up that said, "Do not disturb." No trespassing, not allowed, right? And it's fear. It's just like the fear Adam and Eve had when they fell and they were walking in the garden. You know, the voice of the Lord God walking in the cool of the garden. Where are you? Well, Adam, well, I hid because I was afraid. Because I was naked and I was afraid. Right? So he hid, he hid. And so I hid. And maybe you have hid. So it is. It's fear. I wanted to forget the thing that I had done. I wanted to forget the thing that had been done to me. And meanwhile, in my Christian walk, there was a coldness. There was a a lack of emotion. Because these things were walled off. I hadn't let Jesus fully in there. And, and because of iniquity, the Bible says, the love of many will grow cold. And that's a reality obvious in our world today, but it's a reality in our hearts as well. When we don't let him in to, t- to those areas that we've kept him out of. If you want to really experience the love of God, I beg you, answer the door when he knocks answer the door he's knocking and you know it's it that passage in revelation is a passage to the church it's not to the unsaved it's to the church saying i'm i'm here let me in let me fully in i want to be lord of everything you know i want i want to inhabit all of it so that i can bring forth my purposes in my church so that i can bring forth my purposes in your life this is a critical thing and this is getting ready for his return in Matthew well I've just quoted it so you don't have to go there because of iniquity the, the love of many will grow cold if you want to experience the love of God answer that door when he knocks and I thank God for what he's worked in my life through pain and grief that I've experienced. It's caused me to seek the Lord harder. It's caused me to go to him. But you know, it it was it was only in recent years, you know, after more recent losses, that the Lord worked something in my heart that I began to finally open up those places. I mean I have a dear friend 
that I've been close friends with since high school. And he lost his father. His father was a was an Air Force pilot, and he was lost in a he died in a crash when when my friend was three. And his mother remarried, and he his stepdad already had two children, and he always kind of favored those children. And my friend has carried this bitterness in his life to this day. And he's never let the Lord in that area as far as I can tell. And it's ruined his health. It's ruined his mind. And, it, and has kept him from being an effective witness for the Lord Jesus. Because of that bitterness in his life. I'm not saying that that God will work in each of us the exact same way. You know, there was something that happened to me when I was a teenager. It was a terrible thing. Um, I don't think I'll go into the incident right now. There's young people in here, but um, that was one that I had blocked off so much that I didn't remember it. Now, if I had sat down and gone over my past, yes, I would have remembered it. But, you know, it was something I just kind of put out of my mind. And when I was seeking the Lord about these things and asking him, Lord, what, what do you want to deal with in my life? You know, what's in here that, that, that you'd like to deal with is what I was asking him. And it was like a movie started playing of this incident. And this was long before I knew the Lord. And it was a terrible incident. And... The man involved, I didn't realize at the time, but when the movie played, I could see he intended to kill me. I could see his heart. I could see the car. I could see him behind the passenger, you know, behind the wheel, and me in the passenger seat, the whole thing. But there was something else that I saw when it played for me, and that was Jesus was in the back seat, and he was with me during this thing, and, and he was grieving for me. He was thinking thoughts of me. And, and he was, he had in his heart to heal me. He wants to heal us so that we can walk in the works that he has prepared for us to walk in. If you're being stopped, he, he wants to open your, you up so that you will live freely. So that you will not be holding back anymore. So that you'll not be under this uh, tied up, knotted up life. And that your heart will open completely. I hope I'm, I'm speaking something that, that, that means something to your heart. Yes. He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Amen. He will complete it. Thinking back to my friend, you know, to nurse a grudge is to lock Jesus out. You know, he, he wants in there so that, so that you're able to release that and to forgive. I mean, that's the essence of when we take communion as the body of Christ. Those grudges that we may nurse, that unforgiveness that we may hold on to, those 
shameful um, things where we have wronged another, where we can make those things right, that we can let Jesus into those areas so that he can bring forth a, a, a holy and a cleansed body of Christ. He wants, he wants to work in our life. Let him in. Now, in Hebrews chapter 4, You know, it says in the Psalms that he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their fears. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their fears. Look at this in Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick or it's living, it's alive. You know, it's not just, it's not just this. It's living, it's alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. You know, think, have you ever looked inside the, the dividing line between joint and marrow? You can't see it. It just kind of blends in, you know. But it's sharp enough for that. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I encourage you to let the Lord in, in the reading of the scriptures. Sit before the word of God in faith, asking him to speak to your heart. And I know that if you've done that, you've heard the voice of the Lord. You know, people ask, well, how, you know, how do, I, how do I know when the Lord's talking to me? Well, open the word of God. And when he starts touching your heart as you read, you know that he's talking to you. You know that he's touched something in your heart. you like... You feel his conviction. You feel his encouragement. You feel his love. You sense what he's doing. And at times, he'll speak to you specifically through the scriptures. The word of God is alive. It's powerful. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In Romans chapter 8. Well, let's start in verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also. We need the Holy Spirit. If we're going to fulfill and walk in those works that he prepared beforehand for us to walk in, then we need the Holy Spirit to bring those forth. We can't make a plan and bring them forth. He's put those things in us. And we need him for those things to to come up. And they come up if we will walk in him without effort. And we'll find ourselves doing that thing that God has prepared for us. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. You know, and a lot of times we don't know what we should be talking to him about. But he can help, the Holy Spirit can help us. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He that searcheth the hearts, and he does search our hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because 
He maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. So he is able to take those things. The things that, that we have done, the things you have done, the shame, the things that have been done to you. And to work them together for good because you love God. And it's by the Spirit that he does this. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. That's you. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. You are called. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? That thing that stood in your way, who can be against us? I'm persuaded that neither life, nor death, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. He is able to use all of these things if we will let him in. And I think I'd like to pray with you, if you'll allow me. I'd like everybody, if you would, to please stand. And just, if you would close your eyes and open your heart. And just ask the Lord, Lord Jesus, you're not everywhere that you need to be. I've held you out. I've put up roadblocks. I've put up a do not disturb sign. And I've left you out of those areas. And you know, Lord, you know what, what is next. You know what you've prepared for me. Lord, I want you to be Lord of my life completely. I want you in every area. I want you in every place. Holy Spirit, help me. Open my heart so that I can let you in completely. You are Lord over all. You are greater than my fears. You have sent your word and you've healed me and you've, you've delivered me from those fears. Fill me, Lord. Cause me to walk in your ways. Cause me to walk in the, in the path that you have prepared for me, in the works that you have prepared for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. You are, you are good, Lord. You have died in my stead. Your shed blood has covered it all. And I stand before you justified and complete in Christ. Oh, God, bring it forth in my life. Bring it forth in my life, Lord. Help me to let all of it go to you. Live through me, Lord. Live through me completely. I pray. Help me, Lord Jesus. Love you, Lord. I love you.